Fantasy Managers, welcome back to another installment of the FPL Addicts Game Week Review Show. It's me, Rev, and the inimitable Chazza Roberts, bringing you all the latest from Fantasy Premier League this week. We're going to go through some of the highlights, some of the teams and the assets from Game Week 8, which could hopefully help us with our Game Week 9 dilemmas. You know, if you are new around here, please do give our podcast or our video a little bit of love you know you can do that by hitting the like button or if you're on youtube you can hit the subscribe button to make sure that you don't miss out on future content and if you're listening on to the on the podcast do uh, give us a little bit of a review that would be much appreciated a uh, big thank you to all of those who are already in the chat reedy uh, is working today but he's here He's here having a good time with us as we review the game week. But first of all, let's hear from a man who is as brilliant as he is Australian. And he is very Australian. Welcome, Chazza, mate. How are you today? Good evening from where I am. Um, and just good afternoon from where you are, Mr. Yeah, Rafe, the man himself. <laughs> and my first question is, what on earth does imitable mean? I've never heard of that word in, in my life. In it, Inimitable. It means you cannot be imitated. Oh, I'm not sure yeah. about that. We'll see how this episode yeah. goes. It means there's no one like you. There's no one like you, mate. Okay. Well, I might get intimidated uh, once we talk <laughs> about a certain someone from Tottenham. It's the oh, best way well. to put it. But it's yeah. fantastic to be on here. I heard you had to find someone to volunteer as tribute uh, mm-hmm. at this point of day, and here I am. Looking forward to it. It can end seven games, so. It means you won't have to hit, listen to me as much for this review edition. But as I said, <laughs> I'm looking forward to get cracking ducking into it. Exactly, mate. And uh, as you can see here, um, we've got some of the results from game week eight. And there's there's been quite a few games, quite a few standout results, and also quite a few standout performances there. Charles, which of those results to you uh, stand out particularly? stand out mm. i think it would be geez this is tough i'm only going for spurs leicester just it's a hard one to pick in yeah. fairness i think arsenal's yeah. win was really good but spurs scoring six especially a certain korean magician scoring a hat trick off the bench yeah that is something i haven't seen in a very long time i'm not sure about you yeah, so so let's go there first then. So with Spurs versus Leicester, um, obviously the the first big talking point is Son. He he comes on and within thirteen minutes he's he's bagged the hattie. His celebration for me was so cold. <laughs> like when he when he scored, like an absolute screamer. I, I don't know about you, mate, but. It, on the rare occasion that I do score <laughs> in football, I go absolutely mental. I start running around, but he just stood there, you know, and, and it was one of those. He, he was kind of silencing the doubters. He, he did have a bit of a goal drought. And the fact that he just stood there, like for me, it it's it said a lot. It said a lot. Um, but for you, in terms of your FPL team, you did take him out of your team two weeks ago and that's that's got a hit that's got a hit it, it does hurt and it also hurts that the queen died because it means we didn't have a game week so it was just well, yeah. two weeks of all that pain uh 
which was heavily mm-hmm. just increased from the usual one week rest. Yeah, it was a it was due for him. I felt mm-hmm. watching the highlights against Fulham, he could have had probably three to four returns. He was so close. He hit the woodwork on two occasions, from what I can recall. He did. He did too. And Leicester presented as a really good opposition for him to get his season going. And it's exactly what transpired. However, the decision to bench him wouldn't prove much of an indication that would have been the case. Yeah. I think sometimes players like that just need a a poke. You know, they need a bit of a a prod. And and so I think by benching a player like Son, it, it really does send a message not just to Son, but to the whole team, that like no one is undroppable. And so, you know, when he came on, he, he had to perform. He had to get the bit between his teeth. And um, and he really showed that hunger and that desire that um, maybe he's just been lacking for the past seven game weeks. I, I don't know. Like, I, I think maybe he's he's been unlucky for sure. But, you know, it, this is football. You've got to do the business. You have to stick the ball in the back of the net. And I, I know it sounds a bit cringe and a bit cliche to say that. But he's a forward. He's he's got to come up with the goods. And over those past seven game weeks, that one is it just one singular assist? It was the one singular. The one assist singular in assist. The first that, that, seven the, game weeks, from what I can recall, it just wasn't Those enough. It would have been, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's and not so, enough yeah. for yeah. premium such as him, and that's why I sort of had to let go. But. For a second, I thought some would have been playing his game week seven fixture at the time I got rid of him. But then he faced Leicester and it all of a sudden went Bain and Brennan in. We'll get to Man City shortly. Kevin De Bruyne, which look, two assists is okay. Yeah. But when you look at it yeah. from a grand scheme of comparisons, yeah. it's substantially yeah. not enough. Yeah. So, but before we move on from the Spurs Leicester game, I just want to point out uh, another player, which was Perisic. Oh my goodness. So I, I'm a very unfortunate Perisic owner. And you know, I, I saw him getting the assist, um, which was which was great by the way. I, I feel like you know they, they did really well um from from those set pieces to, to cause Leicester, who are famously weak from set pieces, to cause them some problems. But you can imagine my shock, Chazza, <laughs> when I look at my my points from Perisic this week, and he was on a two pointer, and I was like, "What? How on earth has that happened?" So not only did he get subbed off, when he had been subbed off, he got involved in a bit of argy bargy, and the referee booked him whilst he was on the bench. <laughs> That is absolutely crazy. Oh yeah. So it, it's it's a bit of an absurdity. And I think going forward, the fact that Perisic is just like he's a bit of a minutes concern anyway, because he does he does always get either subbed on or subbed off. Um for me, it's it's one of those that um I, I can't really justify maybe having him in my team um much more. But anyway, probably a bit more on that when, when we're gonna preview our game week nine teams in an upcoming pod so you know make sure people subscribe if they want to hear what the fpl addicts are doing going forward in in game week nine but the last player i want to highlight from um lester is james madison it was about the only player that maybe looked bothered (laughs) from lester you know and 
I, I don't mean that in, in a disrespectful way, but I, I think Brendan Rodgers needs to do something drastic or he's going to lose that dressing room for sure. James Madison with with a well-taken goal. And um, also has has very, very good fixtures going forward. So, so my eye is definitely on uh, James Madison going forward. It, is is he on your radar, Chazza? He is. I did briefly look upon him as a way to use one of my free transfers, but with three consecutive blanks prior to this yeah. game, the con- mm. the confidence in him, let alone any Leicester players, were relatively thin. I feel another big takeaway <laughs> out of this too. This may have been occurring for quite a while now, just mm. due to Jamie Vardy's age, but Yuri Tielemans is also their penalty taker. So he's not yes, with he Madison. Is. And I haven't really seen Madison. He's not all renowned to be mm. a penalty taker. He's more of a free kick taker. And yep. one of our attacking, attacking specialists, Celeste. Yeah, so Yuri Tielemans again, like uh, as an option from that team, like in, in a team where the options are thin. I mean, I if I wanted to, I couldn't bring in Madison and... Um, <laughs> and Yuri Tielemans, because I am one of those unfortunate suckers who still have Ward and Iverson. So I am capped <laughs> at my Leicester player limit, unfortunately. But anyway, moving on, uh, another game that um, kind of stood out to me was a, was a real test for the Premier League leaders, which is Brentford versus Arsenal. We, we have um, Saliba... Uh, Jesus and also Saliba. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm I'm a Saliba owner, so it was obviously incredibly, incredibly happy to be on the receiving end of, of his points there. And uh, yes, people in the chat loving the Saliba chance from Chaza. Vieira looked good. Vieira did look good. I think um, with uh, Martin Erdegaard having some injury concerns, it, it's great that they can just get a, a like-for-like replacement. And did, did you see Vieira's goal, Chazza? In fairness, on, on the highlights. I probably didn't because I was watching the Brownlow, which is the footy, <laughs> the Aussie rules highest individual on and on. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I got, was on the wrong side of a multitasking uh, perspective yeah. on that end. However, when I did check the lineup for a second, I thought Crystal Palace secretly sacked their manager in Patrick Vieira. <laughs> he was playing, coming back from, out of retirement and just playing a game for us for a laugh. But yeah. from what I heard, it's been all very good for Vieira. Yeah, I mean, and, and if you haven't seen those highlights, I definitely recommend going and check, checking that out because it was an absolute delightful goal to watch. Yeah, Evan there saying my, my pronunciation of Jesus or Jesus or Jesus, however you want to say it. But um, either way, it's Scouse, so it probably doesn't make sense regardless. <laughs> um, so, yeah, th- those three players. It was a real test for Arsenal, I felt, because um, they got humbled versus Man United. You know, we won't go on too much about that Man United game because we don't want Jack Gillers um, to, to be, you know, too happy about the All United game um, and we don't want to be reminding them of, of victories for Manchester United too much. But for them, coming against um, Brentford, a team that they've struggled against in the past, by the way, a team that they really um, 
haven't done the business against. Um, this time, it was it was one of the most dominating performances I've maybe ever seen in the Premier League. I've never seen a team hush a crowd that much the, the way that Arsenal hushed the, the, the Brentford crowd. They just didn't give them a sniff the entire game. And um, last time these two teams played, Ivan Tony was on the Victoria side and he tweeted out nice kickabout with the boys this afternoon. Um, and this time after the game, you know, the Arsenal lads, they clearly were riled up before the game and they, they were rallied by these tweets because a lot of them were tweeting um, <laughs> just had a nice kickabout with the boys, which was clearly a reference to Ivan Tony's um, post-match banter last time around. But um, Arsenal looking forward. Do you reckon they've still got it in them to keep it going, Chazza, even though their fixtures turn? I feel it's probably worthy of having one Arsenal asset. It's a bit of a surprise this sort of game because if you played this game five game weeks ago, Martinelli probably would have had a double-digit haul, but he was the one that surprisingly blanked in this one. But there mm-hmm. has been a guy that has slowly started to get a season going, and he wasn't all that ser- serviceable when he was in my side, but you could understand his price range and what he's capable of. That is Bukayo Saka. Started mm. off, would have been an assist against Villa, got his goal at Old Trafford, and then two assists against Brentford. So the confidence is with him right mm. now. And Hazus got his needed goal too. It was a nice finish too. I just felt he needed it just to stay relevant in yeah. a lot of fantasy sides. Yeah, for sure. I think, and, and that's one of the things about Bakayu Saka is that he's just doing it quietly. You know, he's, he's ticking over in the background. He, he's obviously not, you know, hitting the dizzy heights of, you know, Erdegaard a, a couple of weeks ago where he, he got two goals in a game. But, you know, Bakayu Saka's ticking over and maybe growing in confidence as well. So hopefully we might see a bit more from from him. And then the the last thing, uh, the, the last uh, match that I really would like to highlight is my uh, beloved Everton. The Toffees, baby. Yes, up the Toffees. L- Can I just say, Ch- Chazza, and like as an Everton fan, I don't really get to say this ever out loud. I, I mean, I can do it on FIFA or Footy Manager. <laughs> but um, Everton actually got a clean sheet again. Again. It's that word again. Like every once in a blue moon, we might get a clean sheet. But the fact that we've got two clean sheets in a row, just for me, mate, is just oh, it's just so beautiful. It is. And with that saying, I think it gives a good excuse to talk about Patterson, one of the Everton defenders, who mm. started off as a four million pound budget option and he's got back to back clean sheets. One which did come unlikely against Liverpool, considering Liverpool just kept firing shots at Jordan Pickford, and Pickford yeah. was probably by far man for match. But when you consider yeah. Everton's games, the, the three before Liverpool, they played Liverpool, I felt they were bound to keep a clean sheet because there were two games mm. where they conceded goals within the last 10 minutes, especially against Nottingham Forest. They conceded in the second half against... Leeds United, so yeah, and then there was a game against Brentford mm. too, which I conceded with six minutes to go. 
Yeah, and so the real difference between those games and the last two games has been um, the addition of Everton's uh, brand new defensive midfield assets. So um, we re-signed Adrisa Garnagay from from PSG, and he was absolutely immense. He was absolutely immense. Um, you know, absolutely dominated that midfield. His tackles, his interceptions, and his his work rate off the ball as well as something that we haven't really seen from Everton um, defensive midfielders and. You know, Eben there in the chat with a, a wonderful stat as I said, you know, to be fair to Everton, we've only conceded six goals so far um, and three of the top six have conceded more. So I think Frank Lampard personally is doing absolute bits. He's doing absolute bits. He's a manager that for me, I don't know, Chazza, what what do you think about Frank Lampard? But he's a manager that I think just gets a really disproportionate amount of hate from other teams' fans, where the Everton fans, we just love them. I feel it's best to start from the back, and it's what Everton are intending to do to start mm. the season. But I was really impressed with the way Everton played in the back half of last season to keep their survival hopes alive. And especially their home games, they turned into a complete different level compared as opposed to their home games generally. And that's what Frank Lampard does need to bring back into the side and also the Everton players themselves. Mm. Yeah, and and so moving forward into Everton's like revived defense, there are you, you could you could take anyone from that um Everton back four. You could take Mikolenko, who's looking like you know he's playing quite advanced. You know, we are solid, but you know, the wing backs in Mikolenko and Patterson that they're being allowed to go forward. I think um, Tarkowski as well was um, was amazing. How many points did Tarkowski get this week? Well, no. I, I, feel, I feel I feel like he did quite well anyway. But um, it's just what one of those that like Tarkowski and Cody with Patterson and Mikolenko. That's just, that's just a really solid back four. And for for our FPL teams, I think you could do a lot worse than than taking on any of those players. They're, Tarkowski they're got yeah. eight points. Yeah, eight points. It's and amazing. He's le- less than one percent owned. Yeah, and is he four point four million? Yeah, he still is. Four point four million. Like mm. at absolute bargains there in in the Everton defence fantasy managers. Go and go and take your pick, uh, because you know Everton have got Adrisa Gay and Onana. Oh, no, no. What's his name? What's the name? Oh, no, no. Oh, what's the name? What's the name? What's the name? name? Oh, yeah. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And and yeah. so with those two just hanging out in front of the um, defence, um, you know, it's it's just been... We've looked super solid since they came in. And as you've rightly pointed out before they came in, just looked unnecessarily leaky. So, yeah... Scoring goals, as as Evan says, is rightly our issue. Um, but we did have M- Mope, just a wonderfully taken goal on the turn, kind of on the half volley, just sneaking it in at Fabianski's near post. Um, it it was a it was a great goal. It was a great goal from him. But I, I think he, he is a bit of a minutes concern because I just don't know when Dominic Calvert Lewin is going to be back. He, he's got Papa Dom legs, hasn't he? 
He does. I think the next time we'll see him is doing a 1980s fashion model roulette on the sky. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does like it. Is is fashion Indeed. for sure? That's good. So great win by the Toffees. Um, I, I'm not really the host of this episode, but I'm just going to keep the agenda running to the other games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, indeed. I just want to say quickly, indeed. that was a comment from FPO Addicts Jack for me to say. Uh, if you're new around here, make sure you drop us a like, jump in the comments, and please subscribe so you don't miss an upload from the panel, which tonight only has a third consisted of, so there's two of a possible <laughs> six, but... That's all from Goodison Park. Sorry, Rev, I've taken your job. I find it That's great, funny. mate. Go for it. Yeah, that's all. It makes it easier for you. Uh, which game would you like to go next? Help yourself. No, actually, I'm going to choose it. We're going to go to Nordic <laughs> Meat Shield territory. Wolves against Man City, it is. So a complete dominant display yet again from City. Haaland with his inevitable goal. Some goals, too, from Jack Grealish and Phil Foden, the winners themselves, and Kevin De Bruyne with a pair of assist. It's mm. safe to say it's been a lackluster start for Wolves, but Man City keep their dominant run going. Yeah, and, and I think um the thing that we saw from Wolves was um a bit of well it can only be really described as karate that um in the Collins got a red card for a challenge that I have never seen before. It was it was shades actually shades of Roy Keane on on Erlen Holland's dad um, back in the day. It was just a straight up flying kick. And um, and so that did put Wolves down to 10 men. And, you know, Man City don't need any invitation to dominate possession. And so with 10 men, it's always going to be even harder than it already is. And so Jack Grealish was on the receiving end of that. You know, he does do well to, to draw in fouls and Jack Grealish did get his goal as well um my hot tip of the week as well paid off and um, so one of the things that i do um with jack jillers is is i rec- pre-record a little hot tip of the week and my hot tip of the week this week was to bring in phil foden because he was rested in the champions league game so i think you know he was set for a bit of an extended run of starts and obviously there he gets his goals which makes me feel kind of good because i'm not great at taking my own advice i didn't bring him in myself <laughs> i had other fires to put out this week um however he he did uh, come in and again he, he did the business and and so i think he's one to keep an eye on for sure well rev um before you go or before we roll on yeah yeah this just been this thing stuck in my head for the last 60 seconds so i'm just gonna say nathan collins was kung fu fighting like it was like something out of the power rangers mate it was like a flying <laughs> kick to the hip like i, I, I was just like just my jaw was to the floor i couldn't quite believe <laughs> what was happening now. Oh, yeah. And speaking of things that we can't um, believe that are reality, um, we are going to move on to our next uh, little section. We're going to have a little section that I like to call expectation versus reality. So we're going to review certain players. We're going to put them under the spotlight. We're going to look at their expected data from this week and look at the reality of what they were able to achieve. And so, you know, this man needs no introduction and i'm going to just uh, pull up this slide myself here so that i can um see so 
just for the people who are listening along on the podcast or also for the people in the chat who don't know what these uh, numbers mean. So here we've got um, uh, expected assists per 90, XAP90, then expected goals per 90. Um, then we've got X XP, which is ex expected points that he was um, expected to get this week, and then his expected minutes. And then on the right, um, we've got the reality. So on the left, we've got the expectation. On the right is the reality, which is, um, you know, ex which is assists per 90 and then goals per 90, the points that they actually got and the minutes that they actually played. So with Hyung Son Min, the, his expectation and his reality in this game week have really leveled out. So previously, we can see that his expected assists per 90 and his, his assists per 90 have remained kind of the, the same. And 0.14 expected assists per 90 and his actual assists per 90 has been 0.17. Um, so, so there's nothing new there. But what is kind of new with is he's starting to um, bring reality to all of that expected data with that performance against Leicester. You know, previously he had an expected goals per ninety of 0.41, and now his his actual goals per ninety stuff that he is actually producing is 0.51 goals per game. So with that hat trick, he's he's currently on like a goal every other game at the moment. And, and that's amazing because um, one, he's a, he's a midfielder. And so he's going to be getting the extra goal for the points. Um, and so, yeah, definitely keep our eye on Hyung Min Son uh, going forward. I think he, he's a great asset to own. Um, we know that he's also a very streaky player uh, towards did did you happen to own uh, Son at any point last season, Chaza? I owned him for a little bit when Spurs had COVID postponements. I got a couple mm -hmm. goals out of him, but not mm -hmm. as much as I would have preferred if I had him during the end part of last season, which I never did. So mm. yeah, really I by end of FPL fairy tales these days. Oh yeah, but that's I why know. I'm here to help. I mean, Sean, I have yeah. a horror show. Come <laughs> come listen to me. No worries. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was on the receiving end of that horror show. Last season, I went uh, Harry Kane over Son because I thought they could just cover each other. And Son just went on an absolute mad run. Um, the only thing that um, is a concern for Hyung Min Son here, so his expected minutes for the game week were about 79, there or thereabouts. But there's, there was also a lot of rumours going around that he could be benched. And the reality of what he played was 31 minutes. So this player is is one of those that what, what these stats are showing us here is that if his minutes can be nailed on and his fixtures are turning which they are we know that he can be a very streaky player and he could get some major major returns and so Chaza, you brought him out of your team is there any chance you're going to be bringing him back in not straight away because you wouldn't transfer someone out who's had two assists and one of the greatest assist machines in the Premier League within half a decade. Like, that's just not right. Mm. So, yeah, the yeah. jury's still out on me, and I wouldn't bring out Haaland. I feel three yeah. premiums would be inadequate. 
If I wanted to bring him back in, I'd activate the wild card. And mm. we'll get to be a wild card thing. I don't think this is the right show for it, but it will come yeah. at a future show should we do a Game Week 9 preview stream. Yeah, okay. Well, Not at the moment. I just feel it would be too knee-jerk if you bring it back in a player who you already transferred out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So definitely one to watch for sure. So the next player, um, cue the theme song for him, Chazza. <laughs> oh, love it, love it. Yeah, so um, an- another player on our watch list here. Um, we've got some expected data and then the reality on the right. Um, so here we we've got um, you know, a, a player who's you know you can't see it there on the stream where his his expected minutes he, he's are just are just very high. You know he's really nailed down that spot in the team, and so his expected minutes are just not a concern at all. What we do want to focus on are the expected assists and the expected goals. He's a player right now who is really overperforming his expected goals. So he obviously um, scored that screamer a few weeks ago, where he just like absolutely finessed it into the far top corner. It was an absolutely delightful finish. And um, and so you know his expected goals per ninety are around zero point four, at zero point zero four, which is which is quite small. But the reality of the goals that he's getting is zero point two nine. So he's he's over overperforming that by you know a good a good margin. So what that says to me is that um, he's taking his chance as well. He's being clinical, and. Uh, but also, he's being allowed to go forward. You know, we, we see him at set pieces going up for every single um, set piece, every single attack and set piece. And he's and it also says to me that he's been quite a target. So, you know, if you don't own Saliba, then then get on him. He's also overperforming his clean sheet chances. Uh, one of the things here we got his clean sheet percent chance, and we've done some um, some of the bookies odds to. Um, to calculate that and um the chance that he was calculated to have a clean sheet was about 31.5 percent chance that was the expectation but the reality was that again he's got a clean sheet and arsenal again proven that they can be solid defensively under michael arteta do you own saliba chaza I mean, you clearly haven't paid attention to my game week stream, so I've certainly not owned him, but uh, <laughs> would love to. Mainly yeah, for just... cultural and vibes reasons, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just there. Um... Slightly coming across my radar. Maybe yeah. if I pull the wild card, consider. However, Arsenal's favourable fixtures, six of the first seven, from what I know, were mm-hmm. a green tick or silver. So only yeah. one difficult one. That was at Old Trafford. But yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. He's got the drum panel <laughs> going. He's got his fans going. He's got festivals going. It's just Saliba festival time. That's how I see it. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, sorry, mate. I, I do know what your team is, but I am just rubbing it in your face a little bit. Sorry. No, nah, it's good. I, I, love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love Everton fans doing that. Yeah, I know, because it's about the only victory that Everton fans really get, to be honest. Well, I don't know. Yeah. We might be turning things around. But anyway, the last player I want to highlight in our expectation versus... Kizak, 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 Kizak. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, is he on your radar, Chazza? <laughs> he is. I'd mm-hmm. be very interested to see 
the route he would may come in is if yeah. Jesus goes out. But he's doing nice. enough to stay in currently. Mitrovic just came in, so you've got mm-hmm. to give him more time. And Harlan's he's on another planet. Like if we're on Earth, Harlan's taking up six planets right now. That's how I see it. Well, I don't know what I've done here. He's just ginormous. Don't worry, I can still read it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, and so one of the things about Isaac, as you've rightly pointed out, is is how do you get to him? And with Jesus, you know, his fixtures are turning. You know, maybe now's the time to say thank you for those returns. And maybe we can move to this guy. He's got, he's got some wonderful fixtures coming up. Does. And also, the, his, his expected data is, is kind of, um, I want to say, reliable. So, you know, his expected assists are 0.06. And he doesn't have any assists at all, which is fair enough. You know, he's a number nine. He's not looking to create. But the thing that I find so funny about his expected goals and his actual goals that he's scored um, per 90. So he's got um, an XG of 0.67. And then his goals per 90 is 0.67. So he's one of those players that is exactly matching his expected goals. Which is which is pretty wild, I think. It's one of those um, things where you know we can keep an eye on him and and just maybe just put him in our teams. I, I think he could really tick over. My the only thing that I do think is a concern because his expected points aren't a concern at all. He was expected to get five point one points this week, and he delivered nine, so he's over overperforming there. One of the things that is a concern for me is his expected minutes. So he was expected to get 72 minutes. and But the reality is that he got 90. Now, I think one of the reasons why his expected minutes are so low is because, um, you know, Captain Weetabix legs himself, um, Callum Wilson, exists. And I do wonder if Callum Wilson was to become fit at some point. Do we see... Isaac maybe moved out wide. Do we see him even being dropped to the bench? I don't know. Do, do you have uh, any opinion on on his expected minutes there, Chaza? Well, the way I see the situation, I always refer back to the um, was it the Taco commercial with a little girl, where the little girl says, "Why not try both?" So maybe Eddie House should try both and put both of them mm. up top, create a four four two formation, put Saint Maximum on the we left. We could go full Mike Bassett. And go four four two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be brilliant. That would be brilliant. Oh. And and so yeah, that that's it from the the expectation versus reality. Brilliant. Wait, did you there. make face Rev? No. Well, I I gathered the stats together and uh, the uh, the it. wonderful Jack. Uh, the wonderful made, made Jack. The graphics for us he was brilliant so um just before we finish today there are just a, a few assets uh to highlight but um but before we move on to that we've got uh carol saying that maybe isaac is a wait and see to see how he plays with uh wilson you know maybe that little why not both meme uh is is in eddie Howe's um mind but eben who is is in the chat is um is an actual Newcastle fan, and his opinion is that he will move over to the right when Wilson comes back because Almiron is just a waste of a player at the moment. 
I've never known anyone, by the way, like Almiron to have such good preseason form and then to just absolutely bin it when, um, you know, the, the, when it actually matters. You know, so so yeah, maybe we'll see Isaac be moved over to the right. So maybe it's a wait and see for now, which is great. Um, a few assets uh, moving forward, and, and we can get rid of the, that graphic now. Um, uh, and assets that are moving forward. Um, Cancelo, a player that I don't really like, actually, in terms of his expected data. I want you know my wing backs to be getting a bit more expected assists and a bit more expected goals, but. Cancelo doesn't really need them because he's just a little bit of a bonus point magnet. He got nine points on the clean sheet. Uh, another player moving forward, if you guys want to get onto them, is is Mings from Aston Villa. You know, managed nine points, and Villa do have some really good fixtures going forward. They've got Leeds, Nottingham Forest, Fulham, and Brentford within their next five. Um, asset number three is obviously. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, the the Belgian international attacker midfielder, midfield maestro. Um, you got you got a bonus point again, as well as a brace of assists, so ten points there. Um, but if your budget isn't stretching so far as to you know the um, the the expensive heights of KDB, perhaps one of the uh, midfielders that you could consider would be Ramsey from Villa. He got 10 points this week. Um, he's got three bonus points. He got a goal. He got the clean sheet. For 5.2 mil, Chazza, 5.2 mil, what more do you want? What more do you no. want? Yeah, not a whole lot. I mean, Ramsey <laughs> was a great finish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, uh, as, as I highlighted before as well, Villa do have the fixtures going forward. So, you know, if, if you do want a couple of cheap enablers, maybe Ming's, and Ramsey could be just the uh, the pair of Villa players that you need going forward. And then the last one is, is is a super obvious one, but Harry Kane. How many times have we seen him go goal and an assist in the game? And um, the reason why I'm particularly going to mention Harry Kane at the end of the pod today is that he plays against his favoured enemy, in the next game week, which is Arsenal. You know, he loves playing against Arsenal. And so, yeah, definitely, if, if you don't own him already, then um, we know he loves that London derby. We know he's going to be absolutely fired up for it, and he's and, going to be wanting to score. Yeah, Chaz. And if you want to talk about terrorism, just talk about Harry Kane against Arsenal. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he, he runs riot. Runs riot in those games. And so, yeah, that is all for for us in the uh, yes. FTL come on, that is all. Come on, sorry, I'm just knackered. I've got to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I'll I'll try and uh, keep you awake next time, Chazza. <laughs> you done well, yeah. today, oh, well cheers, it. mate. I, I liked my hosting duties. That lasted 45 seconds. Yeah. No, um, I, I thought you smashed it, mate. You did really well. Well done. Good. Well done. Good maybe maybe you can do it for 50 seconds next time. We'll we, yeah. we might let you. Say that's yeah, a goal. But... <laughs> incrementally get it bigger. Yeah, exactly. Baby steps. Baby steps. That's all right. Yeah, but 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 that's all from us. Keep an eye out on uh, for updates on the FPL Addict socials. If you haven't already, do hit that like button. It helps us out against the old evil algorithm. If you haven't already, do kick. Do kick. 
like like Nathan Collins, you can kick the subscribe button, um, or you could just click it and save your laptops or whatever. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. The link is in the caption below. But other than that, enjoy the international break, everyone. We will be back to um, provide you with more content for your Game Week 9 teams. Take care, everyone, and thank you, Chazza. And peace out. Boop.